threat and a solid second place finish. Yeah, I got to shout out the uh, Turn 2 Terror Boards over there. Uh, they're all a bunch of good guys to hang out with, talk to. I, I really like them. Welcome to not Jimmy Bar and not the regular show. And we have FDS here tonight filling in. Uh, Jeremy and um, Jimmy have other things. Jimmy's in the West Coast being a DJ. And every wine cellar, cave, castle in all of California, it sounds like. Um, but we got Josh Aaron back after his month long sabbatical. So I am glad to have, have him back. I have returned. Uh, <laughs> About damn time. How was your uh, how was your time away, Josh? What's going on? Good. I had to go bury a queen, you know. Ah, that makes sense. <laughs> Checks out. That's nice. Once every hundred and some years you do that, right? Right. Right. Um, <laughs> that had to be weird being over there for that. Yeah, it was actually really cool. I mean, to be in the middle of all of that when something like that's going on, pretty, pretty neat. And not something you know, not a lot of people get to experience. But bad thing over there, they don't race shit over there. They have horse racing, which was all suspended because she died. But other than that, they don't race anything. So even the footy got suspended. There was nothing to watch. Or racing. Then you come back Rip. to Florida. That sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nothing <laughs> racing there either. Uh, Smeal, welcome to the party. Good to be back. It's been a little bit. You weren't ready for this. This is even Jimmy surprised. No, I was a last-minute sub, man. No, we had it on. So we're gonna go dirt first, and we. Believe it or not, Smeal might know some things about dirt this weekend. Kind of helped me out since Josh is fresh back. Um, might, might be the only DJ who actually watched dirt racing all weekend. That might be true. We cannot confirm or deny. Um, <laughs> so go into Eldora, your favorite track, Smeal. Oh, Outlaws, Four Crown, Friday night. Outlaws were there with, you said, a midget, full midget show. Yep. Full midget Our, show yeah. for USAC, World of Outlaws, and Silver Crown qualifying. Which I for our buddy Brett Perigo there off. with his dad. Yes, the Paragons fire off in the first forty-five seconds of a show. I can overflow in Dirt Vision, forcing you to flip-flop back and forth all night while that's watching a, that event. I hate that. That's why I hate when I race in Florida in February or in January. It's like, can you just let me alone? Yeah. So World of Outlaws on Friday night at Eldora. Rico Abreu picks up the win over James McFadden and Donnie Schatz. 
I did see a hell of a move by him to not plow in the Sheldon Hodden shield who was spinning down the track. That was one heck of a, a race. That was hell of a hit hell for one. Brock. That Brock, yes, that was a scary hit on the inside wall. I saw that. I don't know. Any idea what caused that? So, from what I, I haven't heard confirmation on this, but what I did see was uh, looked like the left front got run over. And I don't know if the brakes were soft or if he had no brakes going in down the front stretch or what, but that car just veered head on into that front stretch wall. That was one scary lick. Yeah, he hit it a ton. The whole front of that car was pretty smashed. Um, he's got to stop doing that. He takes a lot. He's taken a lot of big hits the last year, two. He missed time last year with concussion-like symptoms. So that's rough. It's a it's a team that doesn't need it. It's a guy who doesn't need it. Sucks. I mean, I know Jimmy wishes he was here to defend him, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen for him. I don't know how long he's staying on tour, but... Yeah, that was the first thing I put in Discord after I posted that video. I was like, I really just hope this isn't going to re-aggravate those concussion issues. And then also on Friday night, had the USAC Midgets. Mitchell Moles picks up the win. Uh, there were only 17 cars, I believe, Friday night for USAC, and they only had 16 come back on Saturday. So... Why and is that? Bryant Wiedelman, I don't know, to be completely honest. I might have something to do with the Seabell Micromania that went on down at Texas, which pairs up. I, I can't remember off the top of my head who it was, but uh, somebody. The, uh, engineer for Stuart Haas. Yes, DJ, uh, was injured Friday night, so prayers up for him. Uh, but the podium Friday night for the Midgets was Mitchell Moles, Bryant Wiedelman, and Buddy Kofoid. So Kofoid's extending his lead in the Midget points. Buddy I mean, and, you, and uh, Silver Crown time trial, right? Qualified practice. Yep. Qualified um, for them. Carmen Perigo. The Perigos. No Perigo, no go for us. So, so. yep. Our, the Perigos, P6 in qualifying. CJ Leary had the pole. Jake Swanson started second. And when we got up to it on Saturday night, Logan Seavey with one heck of a run wins. Silver Crown race, CJ Leary was third, Justin or second, Justin Grant third, and Carmen Perigo, shout out to them. Got involved with Cody Swanson on lap one. He ran over their left rear, it popped it. They got that carb fixed. I think they came back and restarted 26th, charged to eighth, and kept it on the lead lap all night. So shout out to the Perigos. That was one hell of a run. Yeah, for sure. And and I know they're a little frustrated, you know, having to go to the back and come back up, but still a heck of a run for them. Um I want to watch more Silver Crown racing. It looks fun. They at least put real size fuel tanks on. Yes. <laughs> Silver Crown on dirt. Give it to me all day. Silver Crown on pavement. I can't get into it for whatever reason. It's basically just an indie car with a chassis, right? Kinda. <laughs> um, so, yeah, since we're doing Four Crown, um, All Stars race Saturday night, along with a full non wing race. Yep, full triple crown of USAC and the All-Star Circuit of Champions. So we'll start from the way they ran them on Saturday night. Uh, Chris Wyndham picks up the USAC midget win. Typical Wyndham. I think he was one of the few guys that ran multiple classes uh, Saturday night looking for that $40,000 bonus. Uh, he won Bryant Wheelman second again. Alex Bright was third, repping PA. Uh Big wreck um, partway through. Buddy Kofoid, something broke in the rear end. Oh, that, that, was huge. that card head on into the wall. Poor Chase Crum had no chance. Crum, I'm sorry, had nowhere to go. Collected hit. That was a very scary wreck. Yeah, that was going into one, I believe. That was big. Did see that. We get to the USAC sprint cars. 
Justin Grant picks up the win. I believe he's leading, not leading, but he's closing, I believe. Brady Bacon, I think, is the point leader for the USAC National Sprint Cars right now. He picks up the win. CJ Leary will come home second. Brady Bacon was third. And then we move on to the All-Star Circuit of Champions, the wing portion. Quick side note, Casey Kane, quick time for the All-Stars on Saturday night. Good for him. He's out of gas. He'll probably not be in a race car. <laughs> um, I saw Tyler Courtney won, extended mm-hmm. his points lead, kind of basically locked it up. I mean, I believe mathematically, all do... mathematically, there's an outside shot, but mostly he has to show up. I believe they said Saturday night all he has to do now is show up at Fremont. He's got locked up. So back-to-back all-star titles basically clinched for Tyler Courtney. Justin Peck came home second. They had one heck of a battle in lap traffic. Cautions, I think, didn't help. But um, Peck was there for a little bit. And even he admitted after the race a couple mistakes on his end is what cost him that race. And then third was Rico Ab- or third was Aaron Reitzel. I'm sorry. Fourth was Rico Abreu. Fifth was Chav- Travis Philo. So good for him. Very good. Very good. And then Silver Crown, which one's last? Silver Crown? Silver Crown was last. We already and, covered that. Yeah, yeah. we covered that. Um, so, Four Crown Nationals. So, explain it to us that don't go there. Um, so, Josh has never been there. You were there last year. Mm-hmm. You still rank it one of your highest races. What is it like to go to the Four Crown Nationals? I wouldn't even say it's just the Four Crown, but any event at Eldora. It, it, there's some energy of on that track it is a special place whether you go for late models non-wing cars wing cars the place just has an aura about it and the four crown is special to me because that are the those are the four main disciplines of open wheel racing in the u.s on dirt got the wing guys non-wing midgets and the silver crown you have the four especially if you have someone like last year i believe or this year brady bacon did it in three of the four um, like when you have guys running multiple classes, that's amazing to see how they can just hop in and out of the cars all night long and just keep going. And it's cool right. this year. The one sponsor, I do forget who it is off the top of my head. It's $10,000 to win each feature. And then the sponsors put up an extra 40 grand for any driver that could sweep. And I'm, I don't believe anybody did run all four, which shocked me. Right. I mean, that's a tough sell to, to sweep it, especially one being a, a winged race. You're talking maybe... Tyler Courtney might have been one of the guys, or Buddy Kofoid would be probably your two guys, unless Chris would not get lucky in a wing car. Um, yeah. He's getting better, but I don't think he's ready to, to compete in an event like that quite yet. Um, so that's a tough sell. Like, how much does it cost on those three new cars that get three new deals together and things like that? Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. So compared to, like, the Tuscore 50 or – or, the, or coming up here, we're talking about the National Open or like the, even the Dirt Classic at Lincoln. I believe that's probably Travis as a Facebook user. Could be Wes. Probably Travis, great. though. Um, I like it when it shows. That's what Jimmy's for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but compared to those atmospheres, because Port Royal, I think, Fair Week, has probably one of the coolest atmospheres locally here. Anyway. Absolutely. And, and that right there, what you just said, is the difference. Like, if you think of when we were at Port Royal... It's a party, but it's 90% Pennsylvania. That's the right. posse. That's our event. It's not – because it's the All-Stars, too, I think that plays a part in it. But if you look at the National Open, that's Outlaws. That's the biggest race of the year in Pennsylvania. The Outlaws are in town. There's a special aura about that. The thing with the Four Crown, it's national. You'll get people from all across the country. You'll get Knoxville guys, Pennsylvania guys, um, the Midwest guys the California guys, everybody comes together for an event like that. And that's something that's really cool. When I went out there last year, I was talking to people from 
California, Indiana, Ohio, even people as far down south as Florida come up for this. So it, it it's a very cool event, much like any other special event like that, like Let's Race Two in May, something like that. Right. It just brings these fan bases together, and there's an appreciation for each other too, which is amazing. Cool. Uh, locally, though, transitioning away from that. Um, well, I guess before we come back local, come back east. Let's go follow the Outlaws Saturday night as well. They went to Sharon. Brad Sweet wins. By kind of controlled the whole race. Dominated. Typical. That that race. Brad Sweet was... time of year locking up championships. He I think he pulled to a ninety four point lead. Getting down to it. It's gonna be tough. Guys like him don't mess up down the stretch mm-hmm. very often. So, um, but he won by like five seconds. I think I saw. He was yeah. like untouchable. There were there was a lot of cautions early. Uh, it. So unprofessional. <laughs> that's what, about, what about us? As well, that's where we're drawing the, the line. Phone <laughs> yeah. ring. That's that's where we're drawing the line here, bud. Holy, holy! But hell. Uh, there, I think it took like three or four tries to get that first green flag lap in, so that was not great for their part. But um, after it got going, it was just sweet. Was the only guy who had made no mistakes, and it showed. It's a typical blew, Sharon, it up. No, it was actually pretty heavy. Well, that is surprising. At least Ohio tracks are struggling like our tracks. Yeah. That time of year, we talked about it last week. This time of year, airs cool, cooler, uh, moisture, everything like that, stays in the racetrack. So keeps it from widening out, keeps it from taking rubber, things like that. Especially if you don't have a large, large field. Um, Speaking good for of them. Aero tracks. <laughs> yeah, Williams Grove Friday night. I was there. Four tenths, fifty-eights, Williams Grove stuff. There were was eighteen cars, nineteen cars. Nineteen. Um, it's a good time if your name was Danny Dietrich or Lance Deweese, who at one point were the only two cars on one part of the track until they were behind their whole field. Picking through it, they were having a battle. It was really fun. Uh, two laps to go. Danny blows a left rear, and and that is that. Um, Right, and he still went. They lapped up the seventh, so he restarts seventh with that, and then Clark probably the got the third. Lance gets his 109th career win. Lucas Wolf was second. Not a lot of um, talking points there. It was typical outlaw tune-up stuff. If nothing else, it shows that when the outlaws come in here this weekend, there's only four or five posse cars that legitimately are probably going to have a shot. Right, unless barring things don't go their way, right. and that's just part of it. Um, Steve Owings, that's his name, won the three fifty eight race, yep. won the summer series. Um, even the three fifty eight race didn't have any passing. It was very interesting. Like Derek Locke never advanced forward, um, so that was kind of disheartening. But um, neither one had a lot. Of, I mean, it was thirty four fifty eight, so that was a good amount for them. But yeah. Um, the time of year, a lot of teams are winding down, don't have parts, things like that. Um, also Friday night, Seals Grove. They have their national open, the 40th national open this weekend. They made it a two night show. I know Jimmy's very, if he was sad about one thing, it was just not being able to go to that race. I thought about going to that race, but it's kind of hard for me to want to drive an hour when I can go seven minutes for Friday night portion. <laughs> uh, Friday night, they got 16 cars. And we were talking about this the other night. I'd argue it was a much deeper field than what the Grove had. 
I mean, there's not really even an argument there. It's it's a fact. Um, they had 16 cars, and I mean, just going down the rundown, I have it here. 16 cars, and so Darren Pittman wins, right? Yeah, Darren yes, Pittman wins. Pittman. Brent, Brent Marks, Eliason, Anthony Macri, Devin Borden, Brian Brown, Ryan Smith, Tyler Ross, Blaine Heinbach, who is the track champion there after Saturday night, and Mike Walter were your top ten. Outside that, you, know, you had some of our good guys like, um, that are sneaky, like a Jason Schultz has been good, uh, Steve Buckwalter, Mark Smith, and Gio Selzy came in and Briggs Dan over there. So it's a quality 16-car field, no complaints there um, for the Friday it's night un- portion. It's unfortunate that those two tracks had to run against each other because I would have loved to have seen the field that was there Saturday both nights. I understand the girls runs their tune-up, but I mean... Right, it's one of those where I wish they would work together. And I, yes. and I think... Seals Grove took a chance on it. They want to make a big event bigger. We talked about it a couple weeks ago with Lincoln trying to make their event bigger yeah. with the Dirt Classic and like next year going to two days, and that's great for them. But just like what Lincoln's doing next year, it's kind of what Seals Grove did this year. Took a chance going up against Williams Grove. You're going to have those locals not leave Williams Grove. The Ramers, Danny, Dietrich, Lance. Well, you got to think too, and I don't think Dietrich goes to the Grove if he's not trying to win that championship. Right. If, he, saying, if it, At this point in the year, it's he has the owner's championship locked up. Yes. Uh, outside shot of the track championship. Um, I think I think that's great that they're they're doing the two-day thing. I just wish they would have kind of worked together. Yes. If you will. We need more of that in Pennsylvania in general, whether it be Port and Lincoln, Grove Port, Grove Lincoln, whoever it may be. We need more of that. For our tracks to succeed, they all need to work together instead of trying to undercut each other. Now, my gripes with the Grove aside, you know, good on them for still having 19 cars for that outlaw tune-up because that pays well, and that's good for all the teams that showed up. Just like Sealand's Grove was good for all the teams that showed up there. Money's money for these teams, and the more money they can put in their pockets, the better, even if we have to spread the field out a little bit. Sure, and I, I mean, I so much wish I still just would have reached out to Williams Grove and maybe not done that. Maybe have Williams Grove not race. I mean, something like that. Either way, and, I don't know. And while we're on the topic of the national, the Seals Grove National Open, quick, that was the final race for the Michael Hefner-led promotional team up there. There was a nice, somber feeling farewell from them. Everybody had the nice, you know, thank you and farewell in victory lane. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with Seals Grove next year if they get a new promoter in. And it'll be interesting to see now what Hefner and them do now that they can put all their attention towards Lincoln. Right, and going in with Saturday, you said Anthony Mackey wins his third straight Seals Grove National Open. 21st um, of the year. Keeping his terror, him and Brent Marks are in a, a straight pissing match on who's going to have the best year. Um, <laughs> uh, wins over Danny Dietrich. Wise. Well, he hasn't beat money-wise and maybe prestige-wise, but still, hell of a year for both yeah. of them. So Mackey, Dietrich, Pittman, Marks, Raymer, your top five. Solid top five. It's a good oh, good payday. I mean, it's a tough field. They had, you said 25, one scratched. I believe. I could be wrong. It on was that. 25 entries, and yeah, Mike Walter did not time. So 24 cars overall. Another quality field. Um, a bunch of invaders this time of year. The, the best part about being a central PA at this time of year is comes for our money. you have Brian Brown, you have Selzy. Uh, we had McKenna Haas here the other week. Like You have these outsiders coming in, and it makes the racing better because there's more cars. Help helping widen tracks out and things like that yeah shout out to brownie too because he uh when they pulled him up for the redraw he goes i've been anointed um 
adopted posse because he literally blocks out a month and change of his schedule every year to come out to PA after Knoxville's over. So much love to Brownie. Love having him out here. Right. Um, so that's that. I've uh, got Williams Grove National Open this week. Two-day show. Friday, Saturday is the plan. Barring the weather, we plan on being there for both. Um, 75,000 win. Two. All third biggest race in the country. Should be a good time. Um, we covered last week with Jimmy. I don't know, Smeal, if you want to offer up to some of your thoughts. Um, I on think who's going to win and things, and Josh can fight you. <laughs> I think a lot of it's going to be weather dependent. So Friday night, you know, as we always know, Williams Grove first night, it's typically typically a heavier track, much more lean on the motor. Jimmy, don't say the goddamn R word. <laughs> um, you know, if I had to guess Friday night, probably be an outlaw, probably maybe a gravel or a sweet, maybe even a shots. I'd probably pick shots over sweet. And then if we can get Saturday night in and hopefully Williams Grove isn't under two inches of water. Because that'd be our luck. You know, that track should hopefully widen out. I'm anticipating 45, maybe 50 cars, hopefully. I think 42 is a reasonable number. Yeah. And, you know, no. I'd, if the track is the way I hope it is Saturday night, it will be a posse guy in victory lane. It'll either be Brent, Danny, Lance, or Macri. One I mean, it's going to come down to your starting, your time trial, your starting spot. I think the winner will be somewhere in the top eight come feature time when they start. Um, the field is that tough. The track's that tough. It's so hard to pass. It's not going to be Summer Nationals curb dusty. I'd be stunned if that happened. Um, I would love it for a posse car to win. I think there's realistic shots between the, the top four or five guys we have, not counting um, – all the things, and they had a chilly kickoff Saturday. Can't forget about that. And they kind no of kickball this event. year. No kickball. <laughs> bad times. Um, it's going to be good. Hopefully no rain. Um, I don't really know who I think Lance is my pick. Or Brent. Or Macri. Those would be those three. But it's kind of hard to go against um, any anybody that's going to be there, outlaw-wise or, or otherwise. Yeah, it's it's one of those races where it all depends on who times good, where they pill draw, and how they shake up after the dash. So sure, I hope the weather misses. You know, Josh, you're in Florida, you're getting ready, you're really watching it. Hurricanes, yeah. tropical storm coming right for you, and we're only getting remnants. So hopefully, it doesn't hit you or us. To be honest, That's, fingers uh, crossed, man. Stay safe down there. Yep, the kids are looking forward to the days off school. Hell yeah! Yeah, I love it. So, so not a lot of dirt stuff this week, not a lot of controversy, not a lot of chaos. We, I mean, actually, it's going to be exciting. Um, we do have a photo of the week. We're going to do that. I have to go check on my sick child. So it was, it was like two minutes after I throw this up. It's going to be Anthony Macri. We have Jay-Z photography doing his thing. Anthony Macri still winning. Um, said three national opens. So let's go with national opens. Just wheeling it. I saw somewhere he's running a silver crown race in a couple weeks. Cool. Yeah, Brett put that up. I believe it's um, Springfield, right? Yeah, Springfield running a silver crown race. That'd be fun. See how he does there. Um, if he drives like this this weekend, probably wins the race. <laughs> and just for the fun of it, third classic winner, Brett Marks. Other photo of the week from Jay-Z. Um, can't bet against either one of those guys going into this weekend so 
yeah, give us like two minutes. We gotta go check the kid, and we'll go to the NASCAR stuff. Smeal's gonna stick around, I think, and we'll go yeah. from there. Tonight's second place finisher. Plenty of fans here, Brett, and a solid second place finish. Yeah, I got to shout out the uh, Turn 2 Terror Boards over there. Uh, they're all a bunch of good guys to hang out with, talk to. I, I really like them. It's it just I'm I'm in the Kyle Larson camp. Just tear the place down, <laughs> tear it, blow it up, do something else, do do a road. I mean, at this point, do a road course, do something. But Texas has got to go. It's terrible. Two races at Coda. I mean, no. something's got to happen. <laughs> Literally anything at this point. Yeah, yeah. I don't see how NASCAR doesn't look at this and say, okay, we have to change something. I don't I, I don't understand how it's still on the schedule. I mean, I don't know. I think, rumor is something's happening. I mean, something has to happen. I don't think anyone in any series wants to watch race. Adver like, I don't even know who, how to get advertisers for that race because it's not good. Pro I guess any publicity is good publicity, but holy hell. I, so they have the resin down. Um, the, I think they're going to do an Atlanta-esque type no, of repave and just make this shit out of it, but I don't think that fixes it either. The drivers don't want it. I mean, you can bank the shit out of it. Just don't go taper spacer and make it a pack race. I can live with that. They can, I mean, Texas World Speedway, it's not usable anymore, but they, that template is a classic gem from the older yesteryear. So, 
make it fast as hell. Make it a Texas size whatever. Just don't make it pack racing. I think the drivers will deal with it. Um, but holy hell. So, Cup race, Tyler Reddick wins in that eight car. Good for him. Sucks that he's not in the playoffs anymore because of his first round and the chaos of these playoffs. Um, good for him to win before leaving RCR. Better for Kyle Busch because he's going to RCR. Um, <laughs> thoughts on that? I mean, give uh, yeah, me the, the top ten rundown quick and then we'll let Josh talk on that. So, Reddick was your winner, Logano second, Justin Haley third, Ryan Blaney fourth, Chase Briscoe fifth, Eric Jones sixth, William Byron seventh, Brad Keselowski eighth, Kyle Larson ninth, and Denny Hamlin rounds out your top ten. We're not even going to acknowledge Jimmy's comment. Yeah, we're, we will acknowledge it, just not yet. It's not your turn, You got Jimbo. what he deserves. It's not your exactly. turn, Jimbo. Exactly. You are I think outnumbered this week, buddy. You can't fight me. Yeah. I think it was a, you know, it was a big win for RCR. I think it's a big win for um, that eight team. Um, and I think they knew all along what the tire issue was because right. Reddick was out there on a, his tires were very old and they didn't seem too worried. He said after the race he was extremely worried, but I mean they were. I think it, I think his tires he finished on like a 60 lap run and nobody else could do a 35 lap run. So I feel like they kind of knew what was going on and just weren't showing their hand. But good on them. I mean, they had a hell of a run, hell of a day. Yeah, he yeah. saw post-race. He said he was feeling vibration towards the end, which probably tells you what tires starting to come apart. I saw Chase Briscoe on Twitter. Um, <laughs> had a corded tire. He finished, yeah. what, fifth? So, I mean, they were getting close. They were definitely getting close. I mean, te- that Texas race, I think 14, 15 cautions, a new record for Texas. Um, I, knew I they, think it might have been 16 or it 17. Was 15, it was up there. The last yeah. week, it, it was comical. We talked about it last week at Bristol and the tires. I I don't think it's the tires. I think, I, I think there's something about the tires that lends to, um, I think, and like Jimmy says in chat, like, the no sidewall definitely yeah. affects lateral grip, things like that. But if you have Goodyear engineers tell you they're recommended PSI, if you're running that and it blows out, now it's a Goodyear problem. If you're like, oh, they're saying let's run 25, and you're like, I'm going to put 15 in because I can go super fast, and it blows out, that's a that's a you problem. But um, yeah, and I think uh... it's real easy for the teams to blame Goodyear because the fans are going to run with that. Yeah, but who was blowing the lead? and just like Bristol, it was the Fords. Um, yes, yes, Jimmy. You had Chase Elliott, you had Alex Bowman. It, it, it was it was fast guys. Yeah. Larson never had a tire issue, and he was probably the best car on track for a while. So clearly, there's different things they're doing, and I don't know the broadcast talked about the settings. There's something the teams were doing, whether they want to admit it or not, or they want to blame someone else. It's it, in my opinion, it's whatever they're doing. To that point, Jimmy put something in Discord today from Rodney Childers. He mm-hmm. put up this morning that the reason they're running the PSI that high. Right. I did read that. They're running it low to get the car lower because the ride height's yes. so stiff. Because the limiter's on the left. Yeah, they can't get the diffuser low enough to the ground to make enough downforce to keep the car stable. The speed so that they dropping, want. So. Yeah, so they're dropping the PSI and the tires to lower the ride heights. Right. But here's the so, thing, because in that he said... If they're not going to do that, they should lower it a half an inch so that we can get these cars faster and more drivable. Or, or. But well, he said to lower it a half an inch. They're already running low-profile tires. 
And if they're dropping that corner a half an inch, just on air pressure alone, obviously they're going to cut up tires. They're probably cutting them up from the inside out. Right. Right. And I, and I, and I think if you're NASCAR, right. if you fix this, I saw somewhere on Twitter today too, give a ride height rule or take it away. Whatever you do, they like do something to make them lift the cars off the ground. Like the, and then it's, uh, there's no advantage to get lower. If you put ride yeah. height rules back in, you have to be this high. There's no advantage to dropping the car. It's you like have the to be rule yeah, with late models. I'm not familiar with that. I know of it. Basically a minimum minimum deck height before they, they check it before and after the car comes off the track. It has to be within a certain parameter for it to be legal. Right. It's, it's just a way. But again, that's another way of NASCAR putting them in a box. And I don't know. I would love to blame Goodyear. I don't think it is Goodyear. Mm -hmm. Oh, Dakota Coon, good to see you. And I agree. Everybody, FDS. FDK. FDS, per the usual. Um, I've been well-behaved tonight. I, I like it. But, it, I don't know, it's it's a fine line. And, and I think Jimmy and I were in the chat talking yesterday. Why are we only seeing this now? It's because to win the championship, you have to be that much faster. That little bit is a difference if you make it to Talladega locked in or like if Joe Logano could go back and take a pound of air out and be a little bit faster and ready and survive and not have to race the next two weeks, absolutely he would have took that. But he didn't know that, so I'm sure they played it a little bit conservatively. So it's kind of playing that game. If you want to do hyper-aggressive, get those wins, or if you want to be a little safe, maybe not win the race, but stack sack pennies, win points, right? And that's where points racing is would solve all this and get rid of the playoffs. Not doing it, Jimmy. I'm waiting for one year here for this one. But if you had no playoff system, you don't have this, right? You're taking care of your stuff because right. you have to use it next week. But I agree. In my to, opinion. To argue with that, though, a little bit, think about this. We're hearing all this talk about the safety of the cars because of the impacts and stuff like that. And, yes, there's a legitimate concern of the sure. rigidness of the cars. Sure. But here's the problem. Would some of these accidents be happening if you aren't compromising the car in the name of speed that you right. are jeopardizing the safety of your driver? Right. How do we and know that Kurt Busch's issue at Pocono wasn't caused by an issue like this, where they were running a lower air pressure and it unsettles the be. car, and that's why he spun? No, no. But I think Kevin Harvick touched on this. Look at the, and, and they blame NASCAR, but I think, to your point, Harvick hit that wall a ton yesterday from the lead when his tire blew. He's still finishing the lead lap. Any other car, that car's done. Yep. Toast. No bueno. That thing wasn't competitive, like, winning-wise, but it was good enough to stay in the lead lap at a hauling-ass place. So, are the cars too rigid? Sure. You know this. So, get back in the sandbox. Figure out how to make your car last 100 laps, 500 miles, whatever it is. Stop playing this game where, oh, boo-hoo, their tires suck. Well, no, you did something, clearly, that did it. I think, and, and, and I saw Childers came out later today. He doesn't didn't say he lowered air pressures, but he said the loads, which I could see in the single lung issue, single lug issue, would do that. But a lot of boohoo's wall drivers about the safety, but every one of those is doing the same thing to get that car to go fast as hell. Right. I think we need to find a point where the drivers can't complain about the safety of the cars when the teams in NASCAR need to find a compromise to where we're on the bleeding edge of what the cars can handle along with what's safe well and i think too i think junior talked about this on um uh on his podcast sorry did you download yeah the download 
But uh, you know, I think these teams they're gonna com- they're gonna continue to gripe about the parts until NASCAR figures it out. And NASCAR's giving them a reason to gripe because you know they're getting all these parts that are crappy that they know they could fix and make better, but right. they're not allowed to modify them. So right. uh, even doing that, you know, they're it's a compromise. They're, they're leaving the door open for them to always be griping about. And even. And, and to go with that same note, stacking pennies with Corey LaJoy, I was actually, actually listened to last week's episode today. He talked about the same thing with like the steering racks, that being a problem at Bristol, like with the Toyotas. And for him, so he he's, and he kind of threw out there, like Hendrick still has their steering department intact. They take these damn steering boxes they get from, he said the vendor's name, they tear them apart, and they find what a weak link is when they have an issue. And if it's replacing o-rings and things they can do certain things with some of these parts with o-rings and things like that to make them a little more durable and that's why you don't maybe you don't see this with the chevys because like lajoy said i think road america somewhere else he had problems so there is certain things you're not modifying you're just putting a stronger o-ring in yep. and they got blueprints and things like that so i put it back on the teams and i think you're right i think it sucks for a guy as smart as rodney childers to be able to look at a car and be like i know how to fix this let me fix it. And they're like, no, figure it out this way. It's kind of like old man yells a cloud going on here a little bit. I think we're still trying to find that balance though between NASCAR wanting to be a spec series, but they still need to give the teams room to find improvement. Because here's the thing. If everybody's driving the exact same car with the exact same setup, the exact same way, it, the racing's going to be boring. And we've seen that a couple times. Yeah, Yesterday, probably... Texas. Right. Texas was only interesting because so, these parks kept blowing up. Bristol, right. probably the same way. Because like Brad Kozlowski at Bristol dominated 100 laps. Are you serious? He got there because yeah. old tires. Look, Gregson won at Bristol with 95 lap old tires. So they don't even say it's an Xfinity car problem. That's all that. But it's like clean air is king. Air dependency is king. Um, whoever figures that out is going to do phenomenally well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's damn close to a spec series, and that's the problem. The driver has a lot of say now. By before, like look at Hendrick last year, they could barely be beat. Lars had ten wins. If he didn't win, it was either Bowman, Byron, or, or Elliott, or Gibbs. What this has done? You have nineteen winners for a reason. Twenty, twenty-two if you count All Star in the duels. So, they're all good drivers. Kozlowski and them have figured something out. Obviously, RFK had another solid day yesterday. Going Busher broke running third or blew a tire or something, and, and Kozlowski ends up finishing top 10, right? So, um... I, I, I was going to say, I agree with that. I, I was thinking this weekend, watching the Xfinity race, because that's all you could really do, is just sit there and think about other races while watching that. <laughs> but I was like, you know, Xfinity, they need to do something with Xfinity, similar to Cup, to level the playing field. Because oh, it's... Geez. they it's, it's terrible. I mean, it's just Joe Gibbs... Or junior motorsports, and college. Right. Other than that, I mean, I don't but know why the other guys are even showing up. And it kind of some of the next gen stuff came from Xfinity, right? They were running carbon bodies long before the Cup Series. Yep. Um, that's a plus for those guys. We all, the bodies don't have to be fabricated and all that. This pops right back out. Um, but that Xfinity race showed true Texas. Yep. Boring as hell. Gregson, good for him. Fourth win matches Sam Ard from 1984, I believe, when he won four consecutive races. First guy to do it since then. Um, I saw on Twitter people were mad and didn't give Kyle Busch credit. Kyle Busch did not win four straight. He won five over the course of the year. But different. Um, Gregson's on a tear. 
Uh, I know we're gonna, we can probably just cover that now. But that Xfinity race Saturday, you watched it, tried to watch it, thought about watching it. I never thought about watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've watched it. That was the first race thing I'd seen in a month, so I was all about it. And then it was single file, no passing. It was it was Texas. Hell. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. So that, only... I think that showed true Texas right there. Mm-hmm. The only thing I saw Saturday was a, a video on Instagram of him rolling away a big ice cream cone-shaped trophy. Yep. I... On Junior Motorsports Instagram. <laughs> you kind of love Noah Gregson. I can't wait for next year. And back yeah. to Cup, Gregson was running in the top 10 in that Colleague 16 car. Probably the best run that that car's had without AJ in it at a road course all year. With a solid, he drove up in there too. Got loose at one point, caught the resin. So that way, bailed out. He said on Twitter after Bristol that he was going to run the next gen 80% the rest of the year because he's saving himself for Xfinity. I think you saw it there. His thing wiggled, and he's like, nope, see you, boys. I'm going from 10th to 30th because I don't <laughs> want to wreck this car. Yeah. And that's his right, right? And, and Smeal, it's the driver's right to say something. I think you talked earlier, like, I don't want to hit a bitching. Well, their ass is in the seat, so I do want to hear that bitching because it's their ass. Um, they, right. Cody Ware had a big crash, and we're kind of – that Taking the safety issue to tire thing, we think we all agree, is team base for the most part. Just I think the construction of tires flawed a little bit for these cars and ovals. That thin sidewall doesn't give you anything to lean on. But overall, it's only showing up now. It's a team thing. Um, which which is part of the problem because the blame is misdirected in a lot of cases. Like, yes, you can blame NASCAR for this being the rule package that they've set in place, and you can say, sure, it's a good year thing, but they're literally telling you, this is yeah. the parameters this tire can handle. Oh, we got visitor, boys. Uh-oh. And if you go outside that parameter, they are not responsible for anything that happens to that car because of that tire. Yep. So if the teams can't follow the spec, how can you expect NASCAR to be able to do anything about safety? Right, right. There, there's no there's no blame there other than the teams, which is why I'm very much in the camp of that tire. You should not be playing games with your driver's safety over a speed advantage. I understand you want to win a championship, but this is where we need to take the data at the end of the year, go to NASCAR and go, okay, these are the changes we need to implement to ride heights, uh, rigidity of the car, et cetera, stuff like that to limit this. And if we can't do that, and it's just we're going to point fingers at NASCAR, the teams are making themselves look bad in the process. Because if more drivers get hurt because teams are playing games with air pressure and we have more instants like Cody where yesterday, you can't blame NASCAR. And you can't blame Goodyear. Well, because... I think, right. I, I think, and I mean, this is one of the few times that I would side on NASCAR and side with NASCAR. I don't even know. I don't even think ride height rules are going to affect it because they can, they can right before the you know their last set of tires they can put, you know, some more pressure in it. And you'll never know. But I hope they don't change anything and just say, hey, you want to run it like that and take the risk of getting you know, tearing a tire in thirty five laps and backing into a wall. Let them do it. Uh, there was teams out there that clearly knew what was going on and weren't worried about it. Right, but they'll be the first ones to complain the NASCAR post race. So, yeah, but I think I I, I do think that the these teams the team. are stretched. Yeah, the, these teams are they're crying to NASCAR about everything, but then they're also and they're doing what it takes to win. Everybody's doing what it takes to win, but they're also making it more dangerous, even though they're still crying about safety. Yep, it's race team one hundred and one we talked about. Let me go back to oldest. 
beginning of time, right? Teams are going to push that limit, whatever. Even Days of Thunder hinted on it. Like, oh, you made that card, killed whatever, buddy, whatever. Um, Brotherton. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do anything to that race, but like hell. So, um, speaking of that, you guys were talking about safety, right? Um, going from there, we talk about Byron and Denny Hamlin. Oof. I cannot wait till Denny Hamlin retires. I would much rather see him in an owner box. I think he can be beneficial to a team. Yeah. But I'm so tired of listening to Denny Hamlin cry because he gets into people. It's Every year it's the same thing. And he said he's got this big, long list. Denny Hamlin's on everybody's list. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous to think of someone who should be such a great ambassador of the sport is looked upon so poorly because he can't take what he dishes out whether that be verbally or even on track like look at the chase elliott thing he was very quick to we got go a at screenshot chase. that part where jimmy said i'm proud of you guys even smeal because yeah, that's gonna I change in a minute <laughs> i got you i got you that's gonna change in about 45 seconds that's but no right you said chase elliott i mean you look at when he turned chase elliott at martinsville way back when he was and chasing the 24 car and then Chase uh, solved it at Phoenix. Yeah. Wasn't well, this happy. one? This one was Byron this weekend wasn't the same as him and Chastain. No. When him and Chastain, Chastain could have lifted and not hit the outside wall. <coughs> they were just racing hard and they and Chastain hit the outside wall. This weekend, he absolutely pancaked Byron in the outside wall. And then he just walks around like, I don't know. I don't even think we made contact. He said he didn't even think they made contact. They did. Uh, well. They made light contact. That, that um, to me, though, is like Byron's finally standing up for himself. He's no longer right. that no. iRacing kid. He's finally, like, look at him after Darlington. He would have raced Logano the same way, but at the same time, he's not going to roll over well, and take that. Let's use that, though. Here's my counter argument. Look at Darlington. He raced Logano the same way Hammond raced him. Logano sent his ass in the, the final corner there, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's okay. I mean, was that standing up for himself, or is that just him owning that? Hey, I did this. I deserve that. I don't know. I don't know. Context, but, though. Context. I mean, I can tell you what's not in. smart. There's two smart, not smart things here. Hitting him under caution, spinning him out. That was dumb. Admitting that you meant to bump him. That's dumb thing too. <laughs> okay. And Junior said <laughs> but, it during the show when the broadcast denied. They do just. And then I was checking. Time, my I realized. Something. And then, right. I realized he even gave him the damn. He even basically said what the damn crew guy should tell him. Right. And he still was like, ah, no, I met, I met the bump. I'm like, are oh, you dumb? And then on top of that, that whole new every car has a dash cam thing. Yeah, that's gonna do him in because you hear him just like get there and boom, boom. Goose <laughs> See you, <bud>. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Adios, compadre. Now I'm here but... for it personally because I love the chaos. If NASCAR wants to prance around this playoff system, then gets all this viewership and good, make it a clown show because it is a clown show. So the way I see it, but and it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. That is too. So, I'm not the biggest Denny Hamlin fan personally or professionally. I do not like Denny Hamlin. I think he's very hypocritical and he will drive people dirtier than he wants to be driven and he can't take it back. But to like we were comparing Byron and Logano, there's context here though. Byron and Logano were already both locked into the playoffs. They were basically just racing for a win. No, it is different. It it does though. Because there, they're just racing for a win. Here, you're racing for a championship. And doing something like that here affects your championship. 
Yeah, Danny Hammond's pretty pissed about the championship being affected by getting spun under caution. And he's still positive. Can you imagine point, if I he? spun you under caution in an iRacing race? Holy fuck, boys. Pretty sure I did it under green at Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, since you want to be a smartass. <laughs> there it is. There it is, boys. Non-playoff yeah, in teammate. The, in the championship race. Non-playoff teammate spinning. You stole my spot, Josh. Him winning at Talladega stole my spot. Well, you took it back. Yeah, I did. But still, <laughs> under caution. Watch this. Completely different thing. Yeah, um, I... I do think that, like, under caution, I think something should have been done with it. I don't think NASCAR, you know, should ever be able to go back and do something about it. But yeah. at I the time, something, but here's something. what's happening here. And it is making this more of a clown show, and I'm also here for it. So NASCAR <laughs> says that they can't – they didn't see it. Like, like serious? Yeah. You're on the front, it's on the Ball. front stretch. I'm like, it's on the front stretch. That's worse than when I was race controlling. I, was like, I didn't see nothing. But right. like, they've, got a, um, they've got 100 and that's exactly what it and is. nobody saw that. They didn't know how to rule Their it. Their own and they didn't Twitter account is putting it out there from the dash cam, incriminating them. Are you serious? So, yeah. and then what's happening now? All these veteran guys are coming back. Like, hey, what the hell? Well, now you gotta do something. Like, something's gonna they're, happen. They're pulling like my, my seven-year-old son watching a bad movie. He, like, I didn't see it. I'm not looking. You know. Yeah, apparently they didn't see anything. I mean, they saw the rain coming before it fell. So props to them for learning from Daytona. <laughs> but like, holy hell! If you're a NASCAR, don't say that. Like, that's as yeah. bad as William Byron saying, I meant to bump him. No, you didn't mean to do anything. You were just driving along and hit him. Sorry. Like, yeah, I NASCAR, NASCAR's message should be, we see everything, instead of, no, we didn't right. see it. <laughs> we didn't see it. We didn't see that. Oh, we didn't see Ty Gibbs either? What? Are you serious right now? NASCAR? That one. What that are one you watching? Played... If we're forced to watch Texas, you're forced to watch Texas. Yeah, buddy. exactly. So... That's, that's how you know Texas is bad, because NASCAR officials weren't even watching that race. Yeah. I mean... Speaking of the Ty Gibbs thing, that was such a blink and you'll miss it thing. It didn't matter because Ty Gibbs ran like what thirtieth. But we're coming to that. Well, he was still in the top ten too. But like, like this is fire off for all of us at this point. Like this is if you're NASCAR, you have one job: watch your own fucking race. Yeah. I I do think that made NASCAR look much worse in the situation. And and the the worst thing but the of fact it is, is they said they didn't see it. Right. It was right after here. the race when they said they didn't see it, and then then right. he's like. He goes, they call it a kerfuffle on the radio. Like, are you serious? <laughs> like, yeah. Hell, the question is what comes out look? of it. Oh, like, he's and... probably definitely a big-time monetary fine. Probably a that, points fine, to be honest. You can't I can see a point. points. You can't I don't think they do anything. I don't think it's a 10-point fine. They might fine him, but that's about it. I don't think you're going to get any sort of point penalty. I think they can't. Point. At this point of the year, they won't. They can't. If they don't. Like if, they said, okay, like Twitter, but think about that. Twitter pressure, man. NASCAR is fragile. Oh, yes, but it's also a Rick, it's Let's a Hendrix driver. Right. I don't he's gonna get a, he's gonna get a slap on the wrist. No, it's not the right Hendrick driver. No, but two Hendrick drivers that get the benefit of the doubt. It's not that one. Look at um, like, but uh, perfect example, right? You think about somebody getting wrecked under caution, Kyle Busch to run Horner today. That's completely different. Right. But I'm saying that's the only though. right. But that's the only example of something similar to this in the last 25. No, years. I don't think there's a suspension of it. No. No. Like, God no. But, but there's definitely going to this be. This is definitely a, a little more fine. severe than like Kozlowski and Austin Dillon in New Hampshire, where they're trying to bang wheels all the way on a straightaway under caution. Nothing came out of that. No one spun around. I mean, they could take that as a precedent. I would be okay with it. I'm okay with no penalty. Let these guys figure it out. But I think it's <laughs> fine in probation. 
I think he's on probation for the rest of the season. Then he gets. Yeah, I don't even put him on probation because then he can't go dump someone at Margeville. Really costly chaos. You want if viewers? He... You need chaos. If you want viewers for this playoff, you need absolute chaos. You've gotten four races, no what? playoff winners. Every no. car's broken. Fucking you don't go to Martinsville wreck them all. Go to Phoenix, wreck them all because that's what they want. But Mar no, because we don't need chaos. No, no, no. We don't need chaos. NASCAR needs chaos. No, but here's the thing: they don't need chaos because what are the next two weeks about to be advertised over? We're going to Talladega and a fucking road course. Literal chaos. Right. The racetracks themselves that we're going to are enough chaos. There's only one good racetrack left on the schedule. It's Homestead. We're not even sure if it's gonna be a good race anymore. I think Phoenix is a good track if it races right, but it won't. That's just me. It's a glorified short track. It's gonna bite them, fuck them. And there's nothing wrong with that. Either way, so we all agree. FDH. Uh, one, the, another one that you touched on. I want to get to. Get Cody Ware the fuck off of the track. Like get get that. Like I understand that there's there's tire issues going segment. on and everything, but he climbed out of the car. He wasn't knocked out. He in the front of his car was smashed. And I was just gonna say yes, yeah, the front of the front car, of the car was, was smashed. Scary. But those things have dual master cylinders for a reason. He still had back brakes. He never fucking hit the brakes ever. So was he like knocked out, or is he just Cody Ware? I mean, I think yeah, he's but they're trained. Because I mean that that wall that he hit in the pits is concrete, and most of these guys, I think uh, was it Justin Haley on DBC last week said that he's never hit a non-safer barrier wall. He hit that pit road wall one time. That's gonna let you know why Harvick and these boys are so pissed off. So yeah, but from the outside <laughs> yeah. four all the way down to it, those tires never locked up. Right. Like, he, but here's the thing. Since and I've noticed this he may have been just early. he hit it a ton, right? But you gotta remember too; these guys are trained now. If there's any sort of impact that they're coming into, they're just trained to cross their arms, cross their legs, and pull everything in so they don't get Kyle Bushed. Because that's know. how Kyle Bush broke both of his legs: is he had his foot to the floor on his brakes, and his legs snapped when he did it. So every right. nobody Drive wants to have that. that happen. I mean, I think Cody Ware is going to do one good thing point out why there should be not an open concrete wall gate in the pits because mark, mark, right. mark martin should have mark martin should have proved that 10 that years ago damn, in kansas that was damn close i mean not only for cody Ware's sake like say he catches it like he was within feet of from doing say it's broken hard enough and he makes it through there holy fuck dude yep. like how many people it, are back there yeah a lot and there's nothing stopping you once you pass there and if that car is truly has no brakes and it's just hauling ass like it looked like it was that's very scary. oh boy that would have been the race right there. It but need, like there needs to be gates. Like something, and we we know from the sprint car side. I mean, it's unfortunately is what most basically killed Greg Hodnett hitting an opening like that, and, uh, and that's open cockpit. But it's the same idea. That is an angle that is equally as bad as Texas out of two or, or Vegas out of two when Gordon caught it in the Nicorette car in the, in a COT that had the radiator flying across the track. Like um, that needs to be looked at. That's something they can do like now. Right? Mm -hmm. like, they could literally. But something there now that would be good enough for next week. Um, I don't agree that every track needs an inside wall down the infield. That's kind of extreme. But because it's such an odd occurrence that I think, I mean, sure, if you wanted to do that, then sure. But I don't think it's a necessary thing. Even um, it's you don't even have to do a full wall down the inside. You could even make like, especially Babs is a really good example. Make it a safer barrier padded wall on wheels that locks into the ground and they can just pick them up and open them up when they need to move cars in and out. That's all you need to do. It's, well, it's I mean, not something that's not that difficult. 
every dirt track probably in the country already has it figured out where they can just have like a little, you know, like a telehandler with a jersey barrier or something on chains and just drop it down and then the car needs in. I mean, I mean, it's nothing that hard. It's that easy. That's exactly what maps did. They put a gate across. It's good enough that if a car hits it, it's not going to go through there or catch that other gate. It's going to bounce off. Is all you need. Even sand barrels will be an upgrade, right? Like, not ideal. Hmm? Like what they do at the backstretch of the Grove. Yeah, but they should probably do more. As a no, yeah, as a there should be there should be a gate there. Yeah, they need to fix pit road, and Cody Ware needs to get out of NASCAR. No, because then you'll send them back to Formula or to not Formula One IndyCar. Just go run Xfinity. Ryan Broderick will have a field day over that. He could literally go run Xfinity and probably be a top fifteen, top ten driver. Like, why go run last of the Cup Series right now? More money. It's his dad's car. That's my point. How much They're money making... is he making? He probably gets all his winnings. It's like four dollars. A lot more you than you and I make in a year. Winnings? <laughs> what winnings? <laughs> he, just, he spent all his lunch money yesterday. So <laughs> wreck, of, wreck of the week. Um, but no, I agree. Like, at least that. At least he did that. Right. Luckily, he's okay from all all things that I read. That he is, in fact, okay. A little banged up. Um, Probably has to be clear by NASCAR for Dega. And I think we all agree Texas is absolutely abysmal. They need to do something. Um, Goodyear's not the problem. Denny Hamlin gets what he gets. At least New Chastain. Texas. Chastain's not the enemy anymore, I don't think. Not public enemy number one. He's been quiet the last year. No, he was he, I don't know. He, he, has, he tried. He's a weapon. Just he not tried. Weapon. He tried. Who was it that he ran up the track? Because they were even talking about it. They were like, oh. Chastain went into that corner knowing he was not He was going up the track. Was it Ty Gibbs? No, it was somebody up towards the front. I don't think Ty Gibbs I mean, he went three wide with Chase Elliott and somebody else. Redick? Almarola was five wide with him at one point when he spun. Yeah. Uh... So, I mean, he's not entirely innocent, but he's not the focus point. So that's an upgrade. He's figuring it out. He's going to sneak right into Phoenix and probably win the bitch because he'll wreck it. At this rate, Chase and them won't make it through this round. So, shit. I'm here for it. Coin toss. And with that... Like, let's bring that up. Um, previewing going into Dega. After all these last few weeks and driver impacts and all that, how would you like to be these guys going into Dega? If you're Christopher Bell, what a bad break. You're leading the points going into the round. Best round one you could have. And now, two flat tires yesterday. Yikes. And that's, oh. that's yikes. I mean, Bowman had the same issue. Sindrick. He's lurking around, man. He had a solid run going, a hell of a, a way to miss. Um, set house when he was spinning. Uh, Briscoe is probably feeling gracious on before behind right now after yeah. starting 30th yesterday and finishing fifth. Um, I don't I'm know. Big, I would, a... wouldn't want to be any any. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't want to go to Talladega, but the only guy I would like to be is Joe Logano. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say I'm a I'm a big believer in momentum, uh, especially when it comes down to these NASCAR playoffs and. You know, Chase Elliott has fallen, went from the top straight to the bottom. Hey, they're they're Twice out of now. momentum. I mean, Twice. they're completely he out of momentum. He was almost a race clear, right? Twice in each round, and has fallen back to now he's barely in. And if he has a bad week here at Dega, he's going to be at a must win going to the Roval. And I, I would so, imagine he probably has a good shot of winning it. But, yeah, but the that's is, not the situation. Yeah. So does Ryan Blaney, who's won ever before. So Even does Larson. 
Chastain, Logano, Briscoe, Cindric. Like, like, it's like exactly the shitty part of this. Like, you're in a spot. You blew everything you earned, and you're hoping to get through this round because you'll get your you got another try, and you'll probably walk into the final four then. But yeah, I mean, Elliot. I mean, Elliot has no momentum. You know, Cindric's got a little bit of momentum. Briscoe's got a little bit of momentum. Um, but the way I see it, Briscoe and Cindric are playing on house money. They should. They shouldn't even be in this round. And right. I don't think anyone picked them to even be here. It's house money for them, boys. Even the big one, The big one to me is Suarez. Like, the beginning of the year, nobody even would have said, oh, I think Suarez is going to win a race. And here he is right. looking, you know, looking to go into the second round of playoffs. Right. I mean, I agree. And he's, he's looked, honestly, more consistent than Ross. He's been lurking, taking care of his stuff. He's doing the things... That a good driver does. We've always known he's been a good driver. He's won Xfinity championships. I, I think he's your dark horse. I think he's one that can go to the Roval and, and pull on a win. And hell, Tom Degas, a straight crap shoot. Like, I wouldn't. Oh, I don't know. If I'm any of those guys, I don't know. How would you guys race Tom Degas if you're a playoff driver? First I two stages, if... stage points. Third stage, survive. I was going to say, I think if they've learned anything, stage points mean everything. And I think that's going to be a bad thing for Talladega. All right. Yeah. It probably the only person that can go to Talladega. Yeah, we'll I'm, see, you know, I mean, if I'm Logano, I think I do go for stage points cuz if he can get at least stage one points, stage point, he can lock it up. Money. If he gets like yep. one stage win, he's he's locked in, right? Or more or less mathematically locked in. Um even if he does wreck. But I don't know. I mean, I I was I think we talked about it. Uh, neither one of you were here. I think Smeal, you were probably watching. Josh, you may have been watching. Me, Jimmy, and Josh talked about it. Or me, Jimmy, and Jeremy talked about it after I think it was Darlington or Kansas when those guys didn't take stage points. And like, why would you not take mm-hmm. guaranteed points? It may have been Bristol even. It may have been last week. Who knows? But um, <laughs> take the guaranteed points. Oh, it was last week. Why didn't Harvey take the guaranteed points? He was running second. That's nine points. And I don't, we don't know what's going to happen. And he was less, you don't know, he didn't, he didn't know it was going to happen. It's like, right. We didn't know he was going to blow a tire or all that stuff was going to happen either. So take the guaranteed points. I think Talladega, in my opinion, is where I would not do that. <laughs> well, I think they interviewed, I, I think it was Christopher Bell that they interviewed. And they were like, so, you know, what's this do for you for Dega? He's like, we've, we've actually got to go race. You know, the right. it seemed like the plan for them before was to go there and just kind of lay back and, and survive. Get what they got and just figure it out. Right. I mean, but, it's just a matter of, like, I think... It adds another layer to what you do at Talladega. So guys like Denny Hamlin lurk around all day long. Um, Dale Jr., back in his day, and he talks about a lot, he's more like get the hell to the front and stay there because you're safest. You're going to wreck in the back, you're going to wreck in the front, you might as well be the leader for a while. Um, I think it's situational based. If you, You're going to have to stay in the pack, right? You're going to have to do those things. I don't know. I wouldn't take. I think it, honestly, it's gonna make it for a beer, probably a boring Talladega race for 160 laps. Thoughts? If they get I trade up on the I top, don't, I don't think. I mean, even these guys that aren't playoff drivers are so hungry and racing so hard for wins. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a very eventful Talladega race. Well, there I mean, might be. I, mean, I think you might have like five or six cars finish on the lead lap. I say, if you thought 
Daytona at the end of the season was a high pressure situation for guys trying to get into the playoffs. Imagine right now you're racing for a championship and you need to race this like guys right. race that. Well, I think the guys race for a championship are these 12 I'm showing the screen. I don't think they get involved in that chaos because that chaos is going to be chaos. I agree. So it's just a matter of do you want to be in front of it or behind it? We've seen these guys get strung out on top and run. I don't know. I think the Penske cars, because they've been good. I think those guys have been so good at these tracks. I think those two run up front all day long. I think that's going to be their strategy. All three of them? Yeah, I can see it. Why not, right? Right. I think it's the ones you'll take. You'll take care of each other. Why not, right? They're the ones that have been the. I mean, they've been the strongest the last couple. Honestly, the Fords. You know, um, Roush, uh, Kozlowski. I mean, they've been RFK. They've been really strong here lately. Stuart Haas. I mean, Harvick's been running great. Um, This is Brad's week, to be honest. Yeah, because they're playing. Because he has the perfect miss of not having to give a f. Damn. And has the speed, and he was good here in the spring, and he's been good at Daytona, and he's got cars, and nothing to lose. Brad Kozlowski with nothing to lose is probably the scariest thing to these 12 guys. And that's why stage points early is going to be important for these guys, because if you don't go for those stage points early and you wait around till the end, and the non-playoff guys decide that they want to go win a race and get aggressive, all oh, bets are off. There's a reason why I said the first 160 laps. That last 30, 50 laps, absolute cluster hell and it's just right. a matter of, are they going to make it work which they tend to do but it's going to be a cluster hell three wide four wide beaten banging whatever um but that's the problem is because you have to get gonna position go so if, do you need that track position at stage three or what do you need um yeah so i don't know i mean i agree with josh i think it's hard to have a top Vega race this time of year that doesn't go to chaos i think i i, I do think like if you I think people like Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson are at a disadvantage here because, I mean, they've proven it time and time again. They don't really have teammates because Larson and Elliott are going to run each other just as hard as they run everybody else. Logano and Blaney, they will stack up and run nose to tail. Larson and Elliott, they're not going to do that. And that doesn't ever bode well at Talladega. Hmm. Because remember, years past, we've had the Chevys and Toyotas have to band together just because the sheer numbers of the Fords, they can't keep up once they pack up. Yep. And you got to think, too, Penske has Logano all but locked in as long as he gets his stage points. Blaney's 15 to the good right now. Stuart Haas needs to work and get Briscoe in and Cindric. Right. Don't be surprised if you These see Stuart Haas and Penske These work together to get each other doing points. These now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm, I think you see all these Fords running together, and then, like you were saying, Samuel, you're, I think you're going to see the Chevys and the Toyotas back running together because I can I can see all these Fords getting up front because they're all fast and they're, I mean they're they've been this package fast as shit. Yeah, I agree, Jack Young. Let's go. Thanks, buddy. Um. <laughs> So, I mean, with that, I, mean, I don't know. Talladega is always exciting. It's Talladega and it's chaos and stuff. Um, who It'll wins? be fun to watch that while we pack up Sunday. Who wins? I'll be home. I'll be home like eight hours before it starts. It's three thirty. Blaney's my winner. I like it. I'm gonna go with the chaos. I'm gonna take the non-playoff field. 
and just continue the chaos. Can't take the field. Can't take the field. Do that. All right, all right. If I'm going to do that, it's going to be an RFK card. It's either going to be Kozlowski or Busher. A non-playoff driver is going to win, though, and let the chaos continue rolling in freaking Charlotte. If Brad K doesn't win, I want Bubba to win again. The haters, I'm here for it. Keep going for the points title. And he's had a shit run of races, so... I don't know. I, I like. He just those. won last week. What do you mean? And ever since then, he's broke every power steering part in America. So, well, he's been like fast it. too. I mean, he was running top ten yesterday again after coming back from lap down. He was running sixth at Bristol. Like nonsense. Tell Denny uh, stop breaking Hendrick cars. He could afford better parts in the twenty three eleven cars. My shout out to Suarez. I think I think that'd be my other one that I think can sneak in there and. The, the whoever wins this is going to be running about fifth or sixth on the last lap, guaranteed. <laughs> and uh, Suarez is, you know, that's about where he's been running. So the winner's going to rush. How, how many tries does it take to get the white thing? flag? Uh, huh? Hopefully. How many tries is it going to take to take the white flag? Two. Nah. Two green white checkers. No green white checker. It's gonna go green the checker. Two stage breaks. We're gonna get out of there. Christ now. <laughs> Christ now. So, looking ahead, you know that's Saladega, but we're you know it's our favorite segment. If anyone in the chat is still lurking out there, Jimmy must be dead. He's it's only six thirty his time, so I don't really know what his excuses. Um, Twitch watcher, right. if you're around, Jack Young, whoever. Either way, it's drink or dump it time, boys. You know what that means? Woo wee. Drink it or dump it time. That's what that is. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go, Josh. First show back in a long time. Man, I knew you were gonna pick me. You want? Don't want it to be you? Oh, I can just no, here. my drink. I kind of talked about it earlier, but my drink it is Suarez. Never in a million years, I don't think that anybody dreamed that he would be this deep into the playoffs. The playoffs at all, and now this deep into the playoffs. Um. And I mean, he's just, I think he's shown, he's gotten better at every track, not just, you know, mile and a half. I mean, he's gotten better at short tracks. He's got, uh, he's gotten better at everything. And he's improved a lot over one year. Right. So, um, my dump it is Denny Hamlin. Like just, <laughs> it's not, if you're going to go, if you're going to drive like an asshole, just be an asshole. And just do it. Don't you mean be like Kyle Busch? Exactly. Don't be a victim. He's... Hey, Kyle Bush got rings though. He backs it up. That's what he's saying though. Yeah. And just uh, yeah, I mean, he was your R and win rings. Right. He's just so. That's why I've never liked any him. He's just so fake. Like he, you know. And then was it last year when his like, girlfriend came out and saying all that shit about him? I'm like, it, it makes sense. Mama. Like, it it, it, it makes sense. We don't know anything about all that. Allegedly. Allegedly. He allegedly had uh, somebody stick <laughs> no, their finger up no. his head. Oh, Jesus <laughs> hey, someone delete Tinder. Out. Someone block Tinder on the racetrack Wi-Fi. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Smeal. Oh, Drink it and dump it. All right, we're pouring one out for one of the PA boys. Dylan Sisney went off the porch this past week. Went out to Wisconsin with the IRA. Dominated. Just straight up dominated. I think he lapped up to second. Second was Scotty Thiel. Mayor Sisney, the you bitch. Uh, that's right. The mayor, tip of the cap. The mayor put on a show. 
Can't wait to see him get home to PA next week for Port Royal. So that's my drink it for the week. My dump it. Kind of going to piggyback off Josh, but NASCAR, what the Christ were you doing? Someone gets dumped on the front stretch in front of the luxury suites. It's all over social media. They talk about it on the radio. And you have your mouthpiece come out post-race and go, we didn't see it. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, and NASCAR wonders why it will never be as successful as it can be. It's because of stupid shit like that. We're in the playoffs for this second. That too. Even worse. It's in the playoffs. <laughs> All right. So drink it, dump it. Drink it. Uh, Justin Haley. Not counting his rain, wind, career best. Solid day for him. I mean, it even extends to all colleague. Both cars in the top ten at one point. Justin Haley was up there twice. And I think things fall his way. He gets clean air. You could win that race. Um, big for him. I think it's really big for him and big for colleague to have that car. That car's been quietly just there all year, right? Um, they finally come out and put a race together like that. I think that's awesome. I think that's big for them looking the next year. Uh, whether it's just him or whether it's him and AJ or whatever it may be. Um, huge. Good. So, drink it up for Justin Haley. Dump it? Ah, I got, I got torn feelings here. Um, about a hurricane, but that's beside the point. Um, things that happen, I mean, you got to go Ty, Ty Gibbs, like we barely touched on it. It may not be a big deal, but hitting that Hitting Ty Dillon, I think it was, on pit road and knocking him damn near into an official and working cars. Boneheaded move. You talk about his maturation. Think, He's made I think gains. More's, more's going to come of that than the other Could issue. Could be. Could be. We, we talk about his maturation. He's doing a lot of maturation this year, right? Um, that wasn't it. That was a very. If anything's worse than, like, Spiel's dumping with William Byron, spinning someone on the front stretch. It's hitting someone in the pit road to knock him into the inside of the pits. Um, I'm sure he's probably been spoken to already by numerous high ups, but uh, can't be doing that, man. That's of all things that are sacred in racing, it's the pit crew and hitting them is a reason. All that the safety's there, so hopefully he learns from it. I don't know if it's the pressure on the Xfinity side, if it's a little bit of that tie that made him so good coming out in the Cup side, which is good. Like we need, he needs that aggressive edge. I don't give a whatever. See, um, time and place. He wouldn't have done that if it was a Kyle Larson or a, you know. Right. No. It, he, anybody. It, it, was, it was lack Ty of Dillon. respect is coming through. Right. 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 So. Um, yeah. So that's my drink and dump it. All right. So. Hold on. I got uh, one more drink. It was my drink, and I was supposed to remember it on Sunday. Harrison Burton. Oh yeah. Because he had a run. hell of a run. Out there Kyle leading Byer. the race. Hell of a run. I was, on Sunday, I was like, I got to remember this because this is my drink. Because it was so cool to see, like, you know, the he's going to be. Yep. Yep. Harrison Burt's come a long way, and he's going to be a hell of a race car driver. And he even said, like, they caught on fire and still drove back up there, or got back yep. up there. And I was like, that's, that's cool to see. Good for him. Um, I agree. Any closing thoughts from you, uh, DJs, here on this? special edition podcast without thanks to Smeal for jumping in kind of the last minute um Jimmy hope you're back next week and have a good vacation this Chris thanks for uh hi Jimmy grabbing the reins 
Jimmy. Let me tell you something. Nothing beats Saturday night. We were watching the National Open. Me and Erica and Lynn were sitting there watching it. We were watching the Ford Crown afterwards. And Jimmy's in my chat uh, when I was streaming the race in Discord. And all at once, Liam looks over my shoulder. And I look at Erica and say, oh, Jimmy's in here. And all of a sudden, Liam looks up and goes, Jimmy! <laughs> Can we just point out, we should have left this up the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in a little box next to me. That would have been cute. Jimbo. Much anyway. love, Jimbo. We'll see you this so, weekend. Yeah, see you soon, buddy. Hope you're having fun in California. Jeremy, hope you're back next week. Hope to see you this weekend. Josh, I'm glad you're back. You'll be here next week. As long as the hurricane doesn't pick. No, yeah. I won't. Oh, oh coconuts. Hey, someone someone tell Mother Nature to get off her fucking period. How about that? Yeah, in any case. Right? All right, well, until <laughs> we see you all again, uh, the rest, somebody will be here next Monday night at 8 o'clock. Jimmy should be here. I'll be here. Other than that, we'll see. If I don't get um, called in for another guest appearance, I'll be in chat. So. Enjoy. In that case. Um, with that, have a good night, y'all. Catch you on the other side.